Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I want to thank you for checking out our podcast, and I want to encourage you to check out our website. On there we have all of our upcoming events, in-person services, gatherings all over the place, and if you're looking for a church in the MacArthur region, check it out. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, it's all there. We'd love to get to know you. Let's get to the podcast. A couple of weeks ago, we shared around the topic of the biblical pattern of gathering together as the people of God and how God is into gatherings. And it was more focused around the specific gathering for church, for worship, preaching, teaching, prayer, uh, that type of gathering. And it was really in preparation for our first in-person service last week, uh, which was awesome. And I hope that you had a sense as we came together in one place, in one room, at one time, Uh, just how special that was and is to be together in Jesus' name for worship, prayer, teaching, and encouragement. I I know I spoke with multiple people after that service with tears in their eyes who, as, as they expressed how beautiful it was to finally be together for church. Uh, in one place, worshiping together. It was awesome. It didn't feel like a first service because we have been gathering uh, online, uh, building community for many months, but it was just so great to be together and uh, beautiful and powerful moments in the presence of Jesus because he was there with us. That's why it was so beautiful. It wasn't just about us. It was also that he was with us. So today I want to expand on the topic of gathering, but let's talk about gatherings that aren't church services. Okay, I want to talk about the spirituality of hospitality. Now, I love the sound of that title. So that's that, you know, sounds like the title of a book. So trademark, don't steal it. The spirituality of hospitality. Now, um, many Christians have a hierarchical view of gatherings that looks a bit like this. At the top, it's worship services. Uh, and maybe even conferences, oh my goodness, especially ones with guest speakers. That's super, super important. Then just below that is maybe prayer meetings. Uh, and in the in the middle of, of the importance rankings is like maybe Bible study. And then at the bottom is like everything else, uh, especially Zoom meetings. Uh, you, know, you compare a Zoom meeting with like a, a conference with a guest, oh my goodness. But is that really biblically accurate? Um, remember, we need Bible foundations. Uh, we're building our life on God's word, not just on uh, on culture or, or churchisms. Uh, we need Bible foundations as to why we do things as Christians. We really do. And, and, and just like we took some time a couple of weeks ago to be encouraged about the power of gathering for church, I want us to be encouraged today about the power of gathering and showing hospitality. Hospitality. Uh, It can express itself in many ways. A coffee, a meal, a Slurpee, uh, allowing someone to sleep over on the couch. Uh, But hospitality at its heart is really about caring for people, caring for one another. Um, It is an expression of servanthood. It really is hospitality. And it's also a type of gathering. It, it, It could just be a few people around a dinner table, uh, in, a, in, a, in an intimate setting, or it could be a lot of people for a big party or all sorts of stuff. But it's about a moment of proximity, of being in connection with one another uh, around 
a table, as I said, in, in a lounge room uh, or at the park even. Um, and we've read this before in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. It says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So it says there, hold tight to the hope we affirm. Hold tight. Don't let it go. Motivate and encourage one another and think of ways in which we can do that, right? Uh, don't just be single-minded. Oh, this is uh, the only way I encourage and motivate my brothers and sisters in the Lord, uh, my kids, my wife, your husband, uh, is to look at them and say, I just want to encourage you. <laughs> no, it says to think of ways we can encourage and motivate one another and don't stop meeting together. You know, that encouragement, uh, that sharing of hope with one another, uh, which really is the heart of encouragement, right, is, is it takes place in the proximity of people. It really does. And I know we have technology, we can text, but there's nothing is really a substitute for being close to one another, having eye contact, being able to encourage one another and gather together. You're not meant to go it alone. You, those, ver those verses we just read are filled with words like us and we and together, meaning all of us. Christianity is communal. I've said that many, many times because it's, it's very true, right? And we are meant to be interweaved together as a community of faith, uh, like, like a knitted jumper or something, you know, something as the individual parts come together and are interweaved together, we're stronger, we're better together. There's a sense of protection. There's a sense of uh, support to one another. That's a, a picture of the community of faith. And hospitality is a chance to be an opportunity, really, to be in proximity to one another. Uh, now, let's just have a quick look at the big picture uh, value of hospitality. You know, in the Old Testament, there are so many examples of hospitality, um, of sharing a home, sharing a meal. And often it is just uh, kind of taken for granted in a sense. It's just there because m much of the Old Testament, the Israelites were a nomadic people, um, people and travel was slow. Um, people often had to stay overnight in places if they were moving about, right? Um, and so there's this uh, sense of hospitality being of really like high moral importance, uh, particularly uh, hospitality for a traveler, a family member. It, it was very, very important to their culture in that time throughout uh, the Old Testament. And Abraham sets a great example of hospitality in Genesis 18, where he hosts three strangers, it says. It says in verse 1 of chapter 18, one day Abraham was sitting at the entrance of his tent during the hottest part of the day. He looked up and noticed three men standing nearby. When he saw them, he ran to meet them and welcomed them, bowing low to the ground. My Lord, he said, if it pleases you, stop here for a while. Rest in the shade of this tree while water is brought to wash your feet. And since you've honored your servant with this visit, let me prepare some food to refresh you before you continue on your journey. And guess what happens? We find out a couple of verses later that these strangers end up being the Lord God himself, right? Who promises his wife, Sarah, that she will be pregnant, which is just crazy. And just a side note, you might say, how are three strangers a visit from the Lord? Well, 
uh, there's this thing in, in, in biblical scholarship called a theophany, which is basically trying to describe a visitation from the Lord in human language, uh, which it's a big topic, but th- there's a, something you can study for yourself. So hospitality had a role in the very promise and birth of a nation, right? Here is Abraham hosting people, uh, being hospitable to people, and next minute he's being promised uh, descendants. Amazing, amazing stuff. So in, it's instances like this that set a high value on being hospitable to others, particularly strangers in the Old Testament. And hospitality is really seen as a demonstration of faithfulness to God. And it's no wonder when we move to the New Testament, we read in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it, which is a reference to Abraham's actions in Genesis 18, right? So this is a big part of that kind of culture and tradition. So hospitality is of biblical importance. Hosting others, providing a seat at your table, right? Now, this is a bit of a shift in mindset because many Christians today live as though the church is to provide a seat for them to bring others, okay? Uh, To create events and amusements and opportunities for unsaved family and friends or for for the brethren in in the church to come together and and have a hospitable moment. Uh, Hospitality is really about providing a seat at your table. Uh, Not just, and and obviously we we work our best as a church to provide opportunities for people. That's not to disregard that altogether, but it's about you and your table. So this is very important. And I could go on for so long about a Bible-centered examples of hospitality. Uh, for Jews, the Sabbath started with a meal together. Hospitality played a large role in the Passover celebrations. Jesus shared communion for the first time with a meal with his disciples, right? And, and even in Revelation chapter 19, it describes our union with Christ in heaven like a marriage feast, like a big marriage uh, reception, like wow, right? So just like we mentioned a couple weeks ago that God is into gatherings, also God is into setting tables. He is. Uh, My favorite examples of hospitality and the gathering together in that way are in the life of Jesus. Um, Jesus loved a meal with people. Um, some, someone once said, Jesus ate his way through the Gospels. And I would dare say that it's one of Jesus' most practically applicable methods of discipleship and ministering to and with people uh, was the sharing of meals together. Uh, he ate with sinners and tax collectors. He ate with his disciples. He taught at tables and other places too. Uh, but every gathering, regardless of his circumstance or location, is an opportunity, right? And I'm trying to show us the biblical importance of showing and receiving hospitality and not putting the the idea of of gathering together for a meal way down like this is not important. Uh, No, it is important. It is an amazing opportunity. Just as we gather full of faith and expectancy for church, well, we should be full of faith and expectancy when we gather in other ways as well. Let's not uh, be a, a community that just brings faith and expectancy to one type of gathering, but not another. Let's be a community of people that brings faith to the table. Uh, When was the last time you brought faith 
to the table. Parents, your kids need you to bring faith to the table, not just complaining about work or correction or questions or, or iPhones and devices where we just don't connect with one another at all. No, faith, encouragement, God-centered conversation. Often the reason why we don't do this is because we don't see the opportunity that is before us. We don't see that, hey, hang on a second, I'm sitting here or standing here, however it is that you uh, uh, do hospitality, right? Uh, I'm here in proximity with others. This is a great opportunity, right? So when you meet with someone, what are you bringing to the table? Hospitality opens hearts. It opens homes. There is an exchange that happens when we are hospitable to one another. And what are we exchanging with those around us? Um, So hospitality is of biblical importance. And last week I shared about how our church, in our in-person service, how our church is to be an agile church. And the church is really is to be an agile church. I've got my little piece of vine here. Uh, we've got one in the fridge, got one in the office to remind us that we need to be ready to express church in many ways and be flexible and open and sustained by Christ. And this is one of them. This is one of those many ways that church is expressed, hosting others, providing a seat at your table. I love last week after our service had concluded and even before seeing people sit together and have a meal together. I just love that. And I love that about the venue we're in. It's, it's just amazing to be able to gather. I love walking in uh, uh, before church and seeing the Goldfinch family having breakfast together because uh, it's not just about, it, it starts with your family, right? Like seeing the family together having breakfast just before they went upstairs to have church. How What a beautiful picture, right? And if the only connection we have to one another is through a church program, or an event, then we're in big trouble. We are in big trouble. And we are a church that leans in to faith friendships. That's the kind of church we want to be. And we want to, as a faith community, to place a high value on hospitality. In Luke chapter 5, we read an amazing account of Levi, also known as Matthew, uh, and how he encounters Jesus and his immediate response to that. It says in verse 27, later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. So Levi got up, left everything and followed him. Later, Levi held a banquet in his home with Jesus as the guest of honor. Many of Levi's fellow tax collectors and other guests also ate with them. But the Pharisees and their teachers of religious law complained bitterly to Jesus' disciples. Why do you eat and drink with such scum? Jesus answered them, Healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people do. I have come to call not those who think they are righteous, but those who know they are sinners in need to repent. And I love this progression here. Levi becomes a disciple in verse 28. And right after, in verse 29, he hosts Jesus in his home as a guest of honor and invites all his buddies, uh, all the people he'd been tax collecting with. And and Jesus sees this as an opportunity, doesn't he, Uh, to minister to those who need him. Jesus brought something to the table. He did. And I think it is such a beautiful picture of what our lives as as disciples of Christ should look like. Uh, Hosting Christ in our home. He was the guest of honor, right? And hosting others. 
Uh, when I invite someone to sit at my table or to sit at a table in a cafe, guess what? Jesus is there too. He is there. A- and Jesus' heart is to be with those who need him. And uh, you know, the religious people of the time were like, why is he eating with such people? Because they were all about being insular, right? And disconnecting themselves from people of certain uh, backgrounds or, or cultures or, or, or occupations, right? And what seemed like a dinner turned into an encounter with Jesus, didn't it? And I don't want to be a clicky Christian that lives in exclusivity with my little group, my insular group, caught up in churchisms and controversies. No, there are seats at my table. Um, and there are seats at the table at everyone church. Are there seats at your table? Are there? It says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, this is my last scripture for today. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. I just love that sharing in meals is in the same sentence as teaching and prayer and all that kind of stuff. And who doesn't love food, right? And this is not to downgrade the importance of teaching and prayer and fellowship. No, no, no. It is to upgrade the importance of sharing in meals together. Hospitality is a spiritual activity. It might not seem and look spiritual, maybe because we're not lifting our hands and singing songs. No, no. But it is very much a spiritual activity. It is very much an opportunity to be in proximity and gathering together. And Jesus is there with us. Amen. And it says that the believers devoted themselves. Uh, Being hospitable to one another is something we all should be devoted to. Uh, When we ask someone about their devotion life, we don't usually uh, consider having meals with others to be one of those aspects of their devotion life. We usually think Bible reading, prayer, but this is a very, very important part of I guess you would call them the spiritual disciplines of being a Christian, right? And it also says the believers devoted themselves. You know, I can't force you to be hospitable. I can't force you to see the importance of grabbing a coffee, getting together, being in proximity to one another, coming to a park lunch. But I'm hoping to show you that this is of biblical importance. And it's something that we really want to have. I want to be part of a faith community that places a high value on hospitality. Amen. So some last questions I want to leave with you today to reflect on, to think about. You might want to jot these down and and think about them in your times with the Lord or when you're driving somewhere. Uh, When was the last time you showed hospitality to someone else? And I'm not necessarily talking about putting on a huge party feast, but when was the last time you said, hey man, let's, let's, let's grab a meal. Uh, Hey, you want to come over for dinner? Uh, is there someone in our church or, or in the community around you that you sense a prompting to share a meal with? Listen to that prompting. That's important. When was the last time you shared a meal with someone and talked openly about your faith? Not just about work or, or school or all that. No, no. About your faith, right? Let's bring faith to the table. And are there opportunities to host others that you have been missing We just don't see it sometimes, right? And have you devalued the gathering with others for a meal? Have you devalued that? Uh, Maybe today we want to lift up 
that value and say, do you know what? That is really, really important for us. So let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you uh, for the opportunity to gather online today. This is a gathering. And I thank you that we can gather together for meals and show hospitality to one another, uh, to not just within our family, but also in our church uh, community and also in our uh, to our neighbors, to people around us. And Lord, I thank you that there is power in that, that there is significance in that. And I thank you that you take something as simple as eating together and use it to remind us of your uh, body broken and your blood spilt in communion. Uh, I thank you that we can remember you as we break bread. I thank you that we can know that you're with us as we gather together for meals and we show hospitality to one another. I just pray, Lord, much like we talked about that vine growing throughout our community. I just pray that everyone church would be a church filled with hospitality, with opportunities to gather at the table. Lord, that we wouldn't just be focused on a once a month in-person gathering or, or, or even just a one type of gathering, but we would see the opportunity before us to gather in your name to help others encounter you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And maybe today you're watching or you visited our our service last week and you uh, are not following Jesus. Well, I just want to encourage you to that to follow him really starts with a decision to trust him. Right. Uh, Be like if I invited you over for a meal, I could say, hey, man, come over, come over. But it's up to you to make that decision, to take that invitation. And today Jesus offers you an invitation of forgiveness In a moment of faith and trusting him, he'll forgive your sin. Uh, He'll come into your life. He offers you friendship today. He offers you the ability to walk with him and know him day to day. Uh, To know him because the sin that separated you and him is gone when you accept his forgiveness, right? You can walk in friendship with him. And he also offers you a forever, meaning that one day you will enter heaven to be with him forever. Uh, Not because of how great or bad you've been or how religious you've been. No, no, but because you've had faith in what Jesus has done for you. So I would love to invite you today. If you want to accept Christ, if you want to accept his invitation of forgiveness, friendship, and forever, I want you to pray this prayer to him as I pray it out loud and the words will come up on the screen. It goes like this. Dear Jesus, I pray to you today and I ask you to forgive my sin. I give my heart to you. I believe in you. I believe you came and that you gave your life on the cross for my sin. I believe you rose again. And today I receive by faith your forgiveness and friendship. I thank you that I will enter heaven one day to be with you forever. Help me on this journey of following you. Amen. And if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to help you. Head to our website. Let us know. uh, And we would love to send you a Bible. Love to share a meal with you, help you on this journey of following Jesus. Well, church, have an amazing, amazing week this week, and we will see you soon. Uh, next week is park lunch, and, and we're looking forward to that, and also online church, but have a great week.